we doing, Steppers? This is your host, Dylan Tuttle, back with another episode of the Directed Steps podcast based on Proverbs 16.9 that says, A man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Would you rather be stepping in your own steps or would you rather be stepping in the Lord's steps? Today, we have the sixth episode of the Directed Steps with my buddy, Jake. What's up? Thanks for having me. Glad to be in the studio. We're glad to be talking about uncertainty today. And I think it'd be kind of cool to just talk about a little bit how we met. So me and Jake have been in the same major. We started having classes together your sophomore year? Was it your sophomore year? I think year? it was my sophomore year. Yeah. yeah, okay. So I've known him actually for like a year or two now, which is kind of weird because we didn't become friends then. But eventually we started going to the same church and you know we got connected through this church ministry and we've been friends for the past six months maybe. That's kind of how we met. We've been growing as friends since then. So last night, we were at our Bible study and I was like, Jake, I want to get you on this podcast. And he's like, all right, well, what are we going to talk about? We were just spitballing ideas. And I, I think it was you or somebody else because we were in a group of guys and they were like, why don't you guys talk about uncertainty? And I was like, man, that'd be a great idea. I was like, what do you think, Jake? And he's like, yeah, man, I feel like that has been an issue in my life. And I think the Lord has given me some insight to be able to talk about that. And so, yeah, we're just going to kind of get into this topic of uncertainty and how to become more certain in our walk with Jesus. We're going to start off this podcast with a quote. Usually we start off with a statistic, but we're getting into quotes today. Dr. Eof O'Donovan, an associate professor of psychiatry at the UCSF Weill Institute for Neuroscientists, said something very interesting on this topic of uncertainty that I think we can relate to our walk with the Lord. She said, uncertainty means ambiguity, which means that we have to expend effort in trying to predict what will happen in addition to preparing to deal with all of the different outcomes. If you're a believer, does it sit right in your spirit that we should always be expending effort in trying to predict what will happen in the outcome of our lives? Think about that. Proverbs 19.21 says, You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Jake, what do you think about that? I think that's a great verse. And people plan in their hearts what they're going to do, but the Lord establishes his steps. And we know, I think the other scripture that comes to mind is Ephesians 1.11, which says, God works all things in accordance with the purpose of his will. Mm. So God's purposes are accomplished no matter what we try to do with our lives. When we go about our days, we have to keep his purpose in our minds. His purpose is going to be fulfilled no matter what. However the Lord wants it to go down, it's going to go down. In this conversation of uncertainty, we could go two routes in this conversation. And we're going to go down these two routes. There are areas in our life that we may be uncertain about due to unknown available knowledge that has not been revealed to us yet. For instance, how does God want us to handle our finances? Or how does God want us to go about dating? The second area of uncertainty that we're going to go down is we may be uncertain due to things that are yet to come. For instance, if you're going to end up getting married or if you're going to get a career that you desired. You don't know what those things are going to look like, but you're just uncertain about those things that are to come in your life. During this conversation of uncertainty, I intend to ask Jake, my guest today, some questions based on his testimony that he shared with me to encourage dialogue based on both of these types of uncertainty. And as we discuss, we will work towards how we find certainty in these areas through our walk with Jesus. So Jake, I kind of want you to share something with us today. We ask this to every guest that comes on the Directed Steps podcast. How did the Lord direct your steps to the salvation in Jesus? Yeah, so I grew up in a Christian home, so I was no stranger to, to the gospel and I was no stranger to what Jesus calls us to be. So I heard it my whole life. I went to Sunday school. I went to church every Sunday. So I was in that environment. My whole family was believers in Christ, but God didn't really change my heart until 
not too long ago, a few years ago. So I started up growing up in this Christian home. I even took mentoring, but then there was a lot of doubt in my mind. There was a lot of questioning, you know, there are 7 billion people in the world, so why would God care about me? And where do I fall into this plan? Do I really want to, to commit my life to God who I don't know what's going to happen. I can't trust. I can't be certain, right, of anything in life. And I want to have control. But a verse that came to mind when I was thinking about this is, there's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Mm. I said that in my last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> or two podcasts ago. Sorry. Yeah. So I think that's that was kind of my mindset before Christ. I didn't realize that that was the way that led to death, but I was deceived. And But Christ came in, and I really began to see God's faithfulness through my story, through football, actually, was kind of what brought me through this. And God used football because I played in high school. And that was actually what led me to Aurora University. And through that, I became connected with a men's Bible study through the football team. That's good, man. And that's what really got me plugged into a church. And there were some guys that poured into me through that. And I really began to see God's love. Because most youth groups and in, in Sunday schools I went to was all about the knowledge and just showing up, right? Yeah. But then this was about relationship, a relationship, exactly. a person. And people actually cared to ask questions. That's good, man. I'm going to hit you guys with probably the most famous Bible verse that relates to salvation in Jesus. It's uh, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's through that cross that you can have that relationship with God, right? Because God gave him so we could have a perfect relationship with him. Because now we are made holy through the sacrifice of Jesus. He is the atonement for our wretchedness. Um, not anything about what we did, because of what he gave for us. Now we're gonna dig into that aspect of uncertainty that was due to unknown available knowledge. And you shared this with me in your testimony a little bit about an area of uncertainty in your life. What made you feel uncertain about God's love for you and your walk with Jesus? I kind of had this feeling of loneliness, like no one understood me. Mm -hmm. No one understood the daily pain that I had. I didn't have a lot of friends and I had these secret sins in my life that I knew were wrong. These struggles that I had and it just kind of all built up inside like a bottleneck. I believed lies and doubts and fears, and I was like, how could God understand me? I'm just a grain of sand in, in, in the whole yeah. universe. And so I didn't understand how I could have purpose. Another verse that came to mind is Romans 128, and it says, and since they see fit not to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind. Mm. And also Satan just provides this false sense of certainty. Yeah, man. And that relates back to the Proverbs verse that just the way we think we're on the right path. Come and on, we bro. think we're, we're given these certainties of the world, but in the end, they lead to death. And yeah. if God, if we're truly born again, God's going to show us that that way leads to death. And he is the way, the truth, and the life that's going to lead us to salvation. Yeah, that's, that's super good. In this context of being certain about God's love for our lives, and I'm glad that you, you stayed on that topic of uncertainty and related to God's love for you. I think Psalms 139 is a great chapter to to become certain about God's love for you because I think everybody kind of says, oh, God loves you, God loves you, but you don't know why God loves you or how God loves you. And I just want to kind of go over some verses in Psalm 139 that have been super impactful on my life and understanding God's love for me. The first verse says, oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. He knows every detail about you. How would somebody who doesn't love you want to keep up with you that much? Yeah. <laughs> and then... The fifth verse in Psalm 139 says, You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. He's with you everywhere you go. He, there's, there's not a time in your life where he wasn't with you. Verse 13 says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. He knew exactly what he was doing when he created you. 
He has a purpose for your life. There's a purpose for why you're here on this earth. And he wants to reveal that to you. He wants you to be certain about that love and that purpose in your life. The last couple of verses that I'm gonna touch on is 17 through 18 that says, How precious are your thoughts about me, O God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. That thought of how precious his thoughts are about me, they're, they're, they're more numbered than the grains of sand. That is one of the most perfect descriptions of God's love for us. He's consistently thinking precious thoughts about us and they, they cannot be numbered. How I look at the uncertainty of God's love in our lives is through that chapter and I think it's great encouragement. So my next question for you, Jake, is what made you feel uncertain about God's purpose for your life? So going along kind of like what I said before, I, I wasn't sure if I was even a part of God's plan. I didn't doubt that God existed. I knew God existed. But a lot of people talked about, you know, if God predestines people to be saved, well, I'm like, well, what if I'm not a part of his plan? What if God didn't choose me to do great things for him on this earth? And I think that kind of weighed me down. That was another lie of false certainty in my life. And so I was like, I just don't see God working in my life. And I believe these lies that I was alone, that God didn't have a purpose for my life and he couldn't change me. And again, I faced the guilt and the doubt and the fears of, of my life. And I just kind of became isolated and trapped in my own mind, facing my own lies. And I even had anger towards God because why wouldn't he have a purpose for my life? He doesn't understand me. He's just using me for whatever purpose he wants to accomplish, but he doesn't really care about me. And so I think a verse that came to mind with this was the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed in the wind. For that mm. person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Come on, man. He's double-minded and unstable in all his ways. And if I'm being truthful, that's where I was. Mm. And God won't give you anything if you don't have faith in him. But he uses that time when we're being tossed by the wind to teach us a lesson to teach us a lesson yeah. and that's when he breaks us down and that's when we're most vulnerable for him to show us the way so you know what i think is interesting is how god is so good that he uses satan for god <laughs> he used the enemy in your life to reveal his purpose in your life i think it's just so interesting how god works in that way it kind of makes me think about second timothy 1 9 that says for god saved us and called us to live a holy life he did this not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. When we are living for the world without Christ, it's pretty clear that you're not walking in the purpose that God has for your life. Once we have been saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, he calls us to live a holy life, and that is our purpose. So what is a holy life? I would define it as a life that glorifies God, our Lord, by walking through faith in our actions and acting upon the convictions of the Holy Spirit. Of course, we still live in the flesh and we're not going to be perfect. but Striving with the Holy Spirit should always take precedence in our life. My next question for you, Jake, is how did this uncertainty impact your walk with Jesus? Were there any consequences that came along with that? There were consequences. And even though God slowly worked in my heart, I know there's a lot of people who say that it was overnight and God changed their life. And mm. for me, it wasn't that way. God worked in my heart over a long period of time. Mm. And he had to just kind of break me down slowly. I think selfishness was a big thing. Mm. because as believers we're called to live for the glory of God. The Westminster Shorter Catechism says that our purpose is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Mm. In my sinful nature, I want to look at, through, at myself and how can I live for myself. So I got a question. What are some examples of your selfishness throughout your walk? I think some people may be listening to this and they're like, oh yeah, I can't be selfish. But what areas in your life deep down where you like, you just didn't want to give up? Mm. I think one of those areas is relationships, mm -hmm. right? And 
because I think that was one of the biggest idols in my life was I wanted a relationship, right? right? And I wanted the experiences that came along with that. And I had to submit those desires and God brought experiences through my life where I had to give those up for him. Because if you're living for yourself and you're like, yeah, I want to be a Christian, but that kind of comes below my relationship with my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not glorifying God in our relationship right now. And I'm just kind of putting God off to the side yeah. for this. And it could be anything, right? I was also a football player. That was my dream, right? To play in the NFL, that was my dream. God called me away from football. And there was one day where I woke up and I could never play football again. Mm. That's basically what happened. And, you know, God called me away from that. And he called me away into, into the church and ministry. But there's just been so many things in my life that I, I went into it thinking, this is what I want. And God said, okay, really? You want that? I'll give it to you. And you can see how it can self-destruct by your own Yeah. Sin. A lot of this uncertainty creates a lot of anxiety. Mm. And Proverbs 12, 25 says, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Mm. I'm thinking in all the times in my life when I've been uncertain, when I'm not trusting that the Lord is going to provide, anxiety dwells in my heart because I'm trying to do it on my own behalf. But when I get in the word and it speaks to my heart to put my trust in the Lord, or in your case with being selfish, you listen to the Holy Spirit rather than your own selfish desires. When I get around solid believers and they encourage me to press on, be diligent towards trusting that I don't need to know the details about every little thing uh, and the Lord is going to work through the mess, that's when I see freedom from this crushing anxiety because the anxiety can be crushing. Anxiety tells you that you're not gonna be able to do it. Can you do it? Will you ever be enough? I don't know about you guys, but I, I can't stand being anxiety ridden. Mm. The Lord takes that away when I begin to trust his plan for my life over my own plan because my anxiety relies on my own plan that I deep down know I can't accomplish on my own. So that kind of goes towards the the uncertainty of the unknown of what's going to happen in our lives. Yeah. Now we're going to kind of dig into this holistic approach of getting out of uncertainty. How do we become mm. certain? This next question is, what steps did you take to dig out of that hole of uncertainty? And how do you sustain that certainty? One of the biggest verses that's been in my life has been Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Mm. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will set your path straight. Really, to begin to be certain in God, you have to trust him. Mm. You have to trust him and you have to do it with your hands open. Yeah. Um, because the more we, we try and hold on, the, the more he's going to break us down. Yeah. So I think seeing God's faithfulness in my life has been the biggest way that I've been able to to release that uncertainty and become certain in God's plan for my life. Mm. And I think looking back where God has been faithful in the past and how he's come through for me, where he's led me mm. uh, when I'm in the valley and I just can't see God and I'm questioning yeah. where he is and then how he bring, he's brought me out of that in the past. Yeah. So looking at those things and observing how God has surrounded me with brothers in Christ and other people to support me and encourage me through this time. Yeah. I battle with this uncertainty concept too. I think everybody battles with this. The verse that comes to my mind is James 4.10 that says, Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. I think the first step to getting out of that hole of uncertainty is to first admit that you're uncertain about this before the Lord. It's just kind of repenting, just asking him to make these things clear to you in prayer. You know, how many times do we sit there uncertain about things of our life without taking action? We just sit there in uncertainty and anxiety and we just let the anxiety ride out like that's going to do something. But really, it's toil in your life that's going to do nothing. Search where the Lord is speaking to you. Thank him for the difficulty of the season because it will be a lesson for growth in hindsight. Each season has a reason. 
it rhymes, but it's true. As the Lord begins to make these things clear, you will understand why it was uncertain in that moment. How I sustain my certainty is remembering where I started my journey in all humility and reminding myself that I need to be in the Lord's presence just as much then as I do now. As we walk with Jesus for a while, it's easy to become a Pharisee or self-righteous. And not many people repent of being self-righteous, but Paul mentions in Romans 3.10 that says, no one is righteous, not even one. Another way I sustain myself in certainty is learning more and more about God's character as I persevere to glorify him. He was always teaching patience throughout the characters of the Bible. I think about Abraham and Sarah. God promised them numerous descendants of God's chosen people throughout their bloodline, but didn't give them their first blood child till they were extremely old in age. In our culture today, we expect everything right now, especially in American culture. Think about Amazon, it gets there in two days, like zap. You got an Apple Watch, you don't even gotta go pull your phone out of your pocket to see your notifications nowadays. We're being trained to have everything at our disposal right now when God's saying, be patient. There's a lesson in patience. Delayed gratification is something that will help us to be disciplined as we walk out this life with Christ. We need to learn to rest in Him through the uncertainty instead of our own strength. I'm talking to myself as well because I struggle with this immensely. So Jake, during this conversation of uncertainty and certainty, did you think of something mid-conversation that you may like to add to the discussion that you didn't get the chance to? It's hard to trust God through this yeah. life. And there's so many distractions that come in. It's hard to be certain of the future that we have. But I just want to add that we are certain of, of something. We're certain that there's going to be another life that comes after this one. Come on. Man. We're certain that we're going to go one of two places. We're certain that we're either going to be in the presence of the Lord forever. Come on. Man. Or we're going to be in an eternal punishment in the lake of fire. How do and we get there? And so how do we get there? How do we get there? <laughs> we have to trust in the one that God has sent, Jesus Christ. And I just want to put this encouragement out there that if you have faith like the, the grain the size of a grain of the mustard seed, you can say to this mountain to move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Yes, sir. And so I just want to encourage that even if you have just a little bit of faith, it can do big things in your life. Yeah. And God can use that. Yeah. You just have to let it grow. So many people, they're uncertain about the life that it is with Jesus. They're like, I'm gonna lose so much. I'm gonna, I'm uncertain that I'm going to live a life that I'm going to enjoy when I walk with Jesus. But I will sit here with testimony with my brother Jake here as well, that this has been the greatest decision I've ever made in my life. I've never regretted something that I've ever done for the Lord, ever. And I make a lot of mistakes in the sense where I feel the Lord's calling me to do something, I just don't do it. I missed out on a privilege that the Lord gave me when I don't listen to him. That's a word right there. Thank you for sharing that, Jake. This is the end of the questions now. We're gonna get into this call to action. And I think it's so important because when you listen to this, I want you to not just feed on it, but apply it. Don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. So this is a two part call to action. It's probably one of my longer call to actions. The first part of this call to action is based on the uncertainty due to the unknown available knowledge. Luke 1, three through four says, Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I also have decided to write an accurate account for you, most honorable Theophilus, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. This is the beginning of the Gospel of Luke when the author is addressing the person he's writing this gospel to, and he's telling them why he's writing it. And he says, so that you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. We should be certain about the gospel. Like Jake just said, we should be certain about this. Are we gleaming on these accurate accounts that we have readily available to us through the scriptures? Maybe there are some things that you're questioning about God or the way life is the way that it is. These things are damaging to your perception of how you view God, yourself, or others. 
The knowledge is available to us in his word, but are you willing to actually take the time to read it and study it to learn how we should think and process these things about our lives? Psalms 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. This is the guide for our lives. This should guide the way you think, not our preconceived notions in our mind or what the world tries to tell you. Too many times we listen to the enemy over the Lord and the enemy is constantly trying to lie to you. That's the first part of this call to action. And we got a second part. It's based on the uncertainty due to things that are yet to come. Jesus asked in Matthew 6, 27, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? No matter how much we try to plan, try to prepare, how much anxiety we create in our hearts based on uncertainty, all this work will be in vain and a waste of energy because the Lord's purpose will always prevail. This conversation of uncertainty of the future all boils down to who do we trust? Do we trust that the Lord's plan is as good as he says it is? Or are we finding ourselves in the realm of uncertainty throughout multiple facets in our lives? My challenge to you is to ask God to reveal these areas of uncertainty in your life and how you can place your trust in him over your own plan. That is the end of our questionnaire and this discussion on uncertainty. Agenda for the upcoming podcast. We're going to have my buddy Ishmael come on. He's coming from the church as well that me and Jake go to. And we're going to talk about masculinity. And I'm really excited for that conversation. We're always thankful to talk about the things of the Lord and the presence of the Lord with other believers. This is the Directed Steps Podcast, your host, Dylan Tuttle. We are heading out of here. Peace, y'all. The Directed Steps Podcast is brought to you by Pixabay, royalty-free music, and Bible translations such as the New Living Translation and the New King James Version. Thank you for listening.